Hello, y'all. We welcome you to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast. Once again, with your hosts Bernhard Gunther and Laura Matsu. The topic we're diving into today is a very relevant one, and people are actually becoming more and more aware of it. And it's about occult rituals in pop culture and the topic of all topics. So we'll be doing a deep dive into the occult matrix, the hidden matrix, the hidden forces that operate uh, on this planet. Uh, before I dive deep into that, I also wanted to actually let you guys know um, that our YouTube episode, The Epidemic of Child Trafficking and Sexual Abuse, one of our podcasts from over six months ago, I believe, number 41, got censored and taken down on YouTube today, and we got a strike on our YouTube channel. For so, bullying and harassment. For, ridiculous. I don't even know, you know... Uh, How that happened, but that's the times we're in. So two more strikes now. YouTube channel is gone. Having said that, you know, on the YouTube channel, I just upload the podcast episodes anyway, and obviously they're still available on any um, podcast outlets like iTunes, Spotify, and all of that. So definitely subscribe there, and we'll also be most likely moving our YouTube channel or videos in generally uh, onto BitChute and or what's the other one called? Um, Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, is that the censorship does not work. And in fact, every time that I see a smear article written about a yoga teacher or anyone in the wellness community, and I check these people out, they're already following us. Mm -hmm. So all of these attacks and getting canceled and getting smeared by various different writers and et cetera. I mean, we're not even that popular, but people tend to target us and write all sorts of nonsense about us, literally lies. But the thing is, is it's not working and it's actually helping us build a movement. So keep it up, keep trying to cancel us, keep trying to censor us and You you can't you can't stop us from doing this. Like we we are not playing for you. And in fact, everything you're doing is just getting us more and more. Um, we're we're just able to find the others so much easier. So um, thank you for the people who like to report us and <laughs> and you inspire us every day. Thank you. More fuel. More more uh, inspiration to do more of this work. Uh, speaking of, it's not working. I also want to uh, let everybody know we've gotten. Um, our podcast has gotten way more popular over the past few months, half a year or so, and even entered sometimes the top 25 in the in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and other countries periodically. So that's very surprising considering uh, the content of our podcast, <laughs> but also very encouraging. Yeah. And yeah, I see a lot definitely. of more people um, also, quote unquote, waking up, becoming interested. We see a lot of applications we get for our online um, coaching programs. And as well as on Telegram, lots of uh, new followers that are new to our work. So if you're new to our work or especially the podcast, I also highly recommend uh, to go back to the older episodes because a lot of the majority of episodes are quote-unquote timeless, meaning they're topics um, of a deeper nature that are very important in this day and age and for the times to come. So there are many, many different topics we dive deep into in our podcast. So I encourage you to go you know, on any podcast outlets to to the previous episodes or on my website, veilofreality.com. Go to the podcast section and look back. Uh, 70 episodes so far. All the first hours are for free. And if you're interested to dive deeper and hear more about it, uh, we also offer the second hour. Um, and these are available for members where you can sign up at uh, my website, veilofreality.com as well. Become a member, access to the second hour. 
and the forum and whatnot and would also help to support our work we'd appreciate it uh but yeah make sure to if you're new to our work make sure to check out uh, the past episodes and also my, my website in general i've been writing and talking about many of these topics for over 20 years there are a lot of articles a lot of videos films uh, lectures uh, as, as well as webinars courses and all of that that dive deeper into all of what we're discussing here on the podcast yes so that's a good starting point um, for people who are maybe new to what we talk about so should we go into the topic of today yes. okay so Let's this podcast is in partially inspired by a current event um, this Travis Scott concert incident. Um, so for, for those of those, for those people who don't know what happened, I would be shocked <laughs> if people didn't because it was being talked about quite a bit. Um, so he had a concert, a lot of weird demonic symbolism at the concert, and 10 people died at the concert, which is pretty crazy including now a nine-year-old child. Hundreds oh, of wow. people and hundreds of people went to the hospital. The official story is that the kids were just crushed in the crowd. I do think some people definitely got crushed, but then there's a lot of strange videos uh, of people having seizures. There was a security guard who got injected with some unknown substance, most likely um, some like really intense opiate, and he needed to be revived. A lot of first-person um, experiences of children, by the way, like preteens and teenagers called it the concert from hell. There were several regular people. I mean, regular as in these people don't have any sense of like demonic possession or anything. They just sense something evil, which is, right. you know, like a sold being would sense, would sense that. So uh, they share that there is something demonic about his concerts in general, that he's kind of using these frequencies to kind of cha like uh, channel demons, essentially. Open portals. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, on the flyer and also on the stage, he had a literal portal. Like, it literally and, looked like a gate it was, to hell. It was, actually, it was literally a portal. <laughs> and the main issue as well that a lot of people have with it is they did not stop the concert, even though they were being told that people were dying. That to me is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually watched a video myself. It's very disturbing. Um, you know, it's not even a death, but it was two young teenagers begging the guy who's filming the concert to stop. And they literally say people are dead and he ignores them. So to me, this actually is a sign that there was, you know, both both there was like true demonic energy and who knows what kind of ritual he was doing, but true evil in the people who worked for his concert. Because yeah. like what kind of person would hear people are dead and not freak out and just do everything they can to handle it? It's just that's that's the presence of evil. Yeah. It's like so. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit just in context of, in general, what we see kind of happening in the entertainment industry, the degradation of art and culture. You know, we're not saying that everyone in Hollywood is like infested with a demon or anything like that, but we're just saying that we do live in this dark ages and the art and the culture and the music and the movies that we see are a reflection of actually what is being held in this collective field, I guess you could say. You know, you can look at it from a Jungian perspective. You can say that this is forces from the collective unconscious. The collective unconscious also holds all of these uh, entities and beings. So 
we're just going to open that rabbit hole um, on this podcast and talk about just the occult forces in general and how this operates, because I think this is a really misunderstood topic. I think a lot of, um, you know, charlatans kind of grasp onto this topic and start selling people snake oil, like, oh, I'll remove your entities, <laughs> etc. We're not yeah. going to get into that. We're just going to talk about what you can do to empower yourself so that you can really be a beacon of light and resist these forces of evil within and without. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so before we dive into it, I also want to share, because about this Travis Scott incident. First of all, personally, I never heard of the guy until this incident. <laughs> Apparently, he's a super famous rap star. And it was just fascinating just to watch it objectively, like his the, 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 um, that footage, um, live footage of when these people were uh, killed or just died yeah. you know, for various reasons. Who knows? There can be all kinds of um, uh, sketchy things happen. But what was most disturbing to see, he was like on top of the crowd on this like crane or whatever, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And just staring down on the people while they yeah. were dead and screaming. And he was just hypnotized. blank, hypnotized, just doing his rap, just looking down, not moving, yeah. not stopping. And the sound and the frequency of the bass and all that was just, it was extremely demonic. I mean, you have to understand how also these frequencies, music is being used not only to mind control, to, but literally to open up portals through yeah. sound and, and bring up other entities from other realms and all of that. And with his whole, you know, um, stage art, quote unquote, uh, it was literally like an occult ritual, like a hidden ritual, a sacrifice to other beings, mm -hmm. as it was, has done, has been done for thousands of years, going back to ancient Egypt and whatnot, mm -hmm. to feed these beings. And we're going to go deep into what, how these forces operate and what we mean by feeding these beings. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because humanity is not on top of the food chain. But I also wanted to point out 10 people died. This is not, excuse me, this is not just crushing. This is just, this is not normal. You know, I've been in back in my days in the '90s in mosh pits, right? Yeah. <clears throat> to my metal days, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and all of that. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, you get like hit, but the moment somebody falls down, like, or people help you, that's true. Or Good like, point. you know, or artists right away when they see something, especially metal artists, who we think it's like, oh, it's evil demon. No, no, they like stop the concert right away, like, hold on, help this guy out. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. if just one person just falls down, so to speak, you know, yeah. that's pretty common. And I remember even like. Uh, Pearl Jam, somebody died actually in the Pearl Jam concert in the 90s. It was somewhere, I think, in Denmark and the Scandinavian, you know, and it crushed the band. You know what I mean? It was just like uh, they tried their best to help the, uh, the fella, but he died, you know, after this concert. But it was just one person. We are talking here about 10 people. You cannot tell me that they're just quote unquote crushed in the crowd. Yeah, there's so many red flags about this whole incident. And um, by the way, <laughs> I mean, there's two things. Number one, he's actually going through his Saturn return as well. So he has a big karmic lesson to learn. I don't think he's going to learn it personally. I don't know him. I don't think he's... I don't know him personally, obviously. But I think that um, you have to be at a high level of personality disorder, which is a nice way of saying, like, have sociopathic, psychopathic traits to kind of be this in, in, in the position he's in. Well, but I've type. also, but I've also seen like, I've, I've heard, I've seen first person accounts from his other concerts. I actually watched a video yesterday where, you know, he basically said, he basically was uh, kind of crowd surfing in the crowd. Someone in the audience took his shoe and he was basically commanding the audience to beat the crap out of the guy who took his shoe. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, this is not, this is evil. Yeah. Like people just worship these 
these pop stars because they've been smeared all over the media. You have to be very cautious of the frequencies that they use in their music because it's total mind control, you know. And we don't question any of this. And I'm sorry, like, you know, there's a lot of hype these days, which we're going to talk about in the second hour, about escaping the matrix. It is literally impossible to escape the matrix while still being immersed in the culture because the frequencies affect you on a yes. subconscious level. So, you know, I mean, watching Netflix, watching mainstream, listening to mainstream music and stuff, all fine and good, but like, just be aware of what you're consuming, you know, it's just like food. Yeah. Well, speaking of Travis Scott, you mentioned personalities, auto sociopath, psychopath. Yes, we can see it from the quote psychological perspective, but in this instance, we're talking about demonic possession. Yeah. So I want to dive into that as well and talk about this, how these forces take over human bodies. And speaking of taking over human bodies, it also ties into the jab, um, the cover jab, so to speak, uh, which has metaphysical consequences, spiritual consequences, dislodging the soul. I wrote an article about it. You can find it on my website on this topic, the metaphysical consequences uh, of the COVID jab from an occult uh, matrix perspective. Um, but you know, I also want to point out, going back to these 10 people that died, uh, who knows the true cause? You know, There's all kinds of, because of frequencies, uh, entities just taking over. But also, from my understanding, people who were allowed to this concert either had to have the, the jab or yeah. a negative uh, test, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry, it's very high likely that, that yeah. these people already who died had the cover jab, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, yeah. And they actually kind of hid, like I had to find that info on a flyer. Like I think they hid it from like Google search results after the whole thing happened too, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, so let's, uh, you know, so... First of all, let's establish, you know, what we're talking about here, because this is a huge topic. And the yeah. reason we're bringing this up, we have talked about this before in, in the past episodes. And it's, I've written about this in depth on my website for nearly 20 years. I've, the ebooks out there, there's more information there. There's even a, a little video I created about the the, uh, the hyperdimensional matrix beyond the 3D manifestation and all of that. You know, so it's a whole topic on and on. So we want to just point this out because it is becoming more quote-unquote popular people are becoming more aware right but i still see most mostly people focusing on the 3d matrix and here we're looking at the 4d matrix the occult matrix by the way occult in this instance which i've mentioned many times before simply means hidden right from the latin word occultare it's hidden so um occult not automatically equals evil it's a hidden, like there was a hidden ritual. There was, uh, you know, something nobody was aware of. And we see this all over in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You see that in, a, in a, uh, you know, uh, what is the football um, the, event? And a, oh, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. halftime. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. also all kinds of occult ritual symbolisms. Mm -hmm. It's all over. That's how people are being controlled via symbolisms, unconscious occult rituals uh, targeting the unconscious and all of that. Right? Yeah, and you have to understand too, you know, if someone is possessed by some one of these demons basically and you're consuming the art and the media and the music yes. that they create is like you are also taking in that energy like even after the whole the whole travis scott thing happened i had like nightmares i had it just felt very just weird and off you know it was around the new moon in scorpio on top of it so you know we gotta we, we have to be aware of our energetic hygiene i mean yes. i think it's fine if you're in you know if you know how to kind of rest in the divine light of your heart you can go into the shadowy depths and you cannot get taken over 
But the average person, I think, does not have that level of spiritual strength to do that. No. And me personally, there's many places I would not go into. Like, I, I never watch horror movies. I never watch any of these, you know, excessively violent or disturbing or grotesque movies. It doesn't interest me because we have to check ourselves. Like, what part of me wants to see this? And I guarantee you, mm -hmm. it's not your human divine no. self. It's some other shadowy part of your nature. And I'm not saying there's anything bad with that, but I'm just saying that we have to be aware of, like, if we feel drawn to kind of watch this type of media, I guarantee you it's not coming from no. a good place in you, and it's not coming in surf of, of truth and beauty and love and healing. So... If that's your intention in life, then I would be very mindful about these the, the kind of media that's going going around and, and our consumption of it. Well, it's no different than food. <laughs> you need clean, nutritional food. Same whatever you consume, especially nowadays, media, information, Yeah. right? There are different frequencies, different vibrations that can even uh, uh, feed off of you, can uh, drain your life force and all of that as opposed to lift you up and really connect you to essence and, and your true self and the divine, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so before we I, we're gonna, we dive deeper into the whole the mnemonic possession, also in light of the Travis Scott um, incident on the pathology being normalized in official culture and the entertainment industry in, in the world as we see it. Let's just establish the whole idea of what we even mentioned in the, in the title of this uh, podcast, the topic of all topics. I talk about this a lot, right? Yeah. The question is, where does it come from? Um, so originally the, the expression topic of all topics comes from uh, Carlos Castaneda's work, in particular his book, uh, his conversation with Duhan, Don Juan, The Active Side of Infinity. And here's, I want to share this uh, short quote, which in, uh, includes the, the expression, the topic of all topics. Uh, he goes, we have a predator that came from the depth of the cosmos and took over the rule of our lives. Human beings are its prisoners. It has rendered us docile, helpless. If we want to protest, it suppresses our protest. If we want to act independently, it demands that we don't do so. You have arrived, speaking to Castaneda, by your effort alone to what the shamans of ancient Mexico called the topics of topics. I've been beating around the bush all this time, insinuating you to you that something is holding us prisoner. They have... They took over because we are food for them and they squeeze us mercilessly because we are their sustenance. So that's where it originally comes from, the topic of all topics, but it is also mirrored in many, many different esoteric traditions. Yeah, I just want to break that down. So how, what did, because I, I, I just want to cover bases for anyone who's new to this topic. So mm. what does he mean when he says we are their sustenance, how does that work in humans' day-to-day -day life? Uh, the other sustenance, meaning that you know, that's the ultimate topic of all topics. That quote, humanity is not on top of the food chain. Okay, so how does that work, though? What, what, what? Like, how do they feed off of humans? Yeah. Um, basically, on higher realms, non-physical realms, obviously, food is not physical right? Mm -hmm. um, food and that consciousness is food. Certain vibrations, certain frequencies are food for these entities, for these beings that live in other realms. Yes. And they feed off of mostly lower vibrational um, distorted energies, right? Yeah. Uh, all kinds of, um, you know, fear, pa sexual pathologies, panic, 
um, fetishes, fetishes uh, stress, you know, all of that, which we negative feelings and emotions, which I also want to point out, this is very tricky. It doesn't mean then to suppress these emotions or whatnot. It's just when we act it out mechanically, we're easily indulge in these emotions and project and get triggered and external and project externally. Yeah. This is what these forces feed off of, especially panic and anxiety. Yeah. So can I read Go that ahead. Rudolf Steiner quote? Which relates to Rudolf Steiner. Exactly. Yeah. So Rudolf Steiner has a quote where he also sums this, this topic up really well. You may have heard this one before. There are beings in the spiritual realms for whom anxiety and fear emanating from human beings offer welcome food. When humans have no anxiety and fear, then these creatures starve. People not yet sufficiently convinced of this statement could understand it to be meant comparatively only. But for those who are familiar with this phenomenon, it is a reality. If fear and anxiety radiates from people and they break out in panic, then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful. These beings are hostile towards humanity. Everything that feeds on negative feelings, on anxiety, fear, and superstition, despair, or doubt are in reality hostile forces in supersensible worlds, launching cruel attacks on human beings while they are being fed. Therefore, it is above all necessary to begin with that, that the person who enters the spiritual world overcomes fear, feelings of helplessness, despair, and anxiety. But these are exactly the feelings that belong to the contemporary culture and materialism, because it estranges people from the spiritual world. It is especially suited to evoke hopelessness and fear of the unknown in people, thereby calling up the above-mentioned hostile forces against them. And I just want to say a few things too you know it's that when working with fear you can't just deny that the fear is there but you have to have something within you that can hold the fear that is objectively stronger than the fear so whether that's an internal witness whether that's the strength of your own heart the strength of your own love for humanity it has to be something higher you know because we all have i think some anxiety and fear going on because we don't know what is going to happen and i have to say that i think that resting in the uncertainty of life and not knowing is probably one of the core tenets to being on the spiritual path and that then that actually can be a great dissolver of fear as well so you know it's not about just pretending that you don't have fear. In fact, fear is a very intelligent mechanism within you that can show you when there is immediate danger in your environment. So you don't want to turn off the fear entirely, but you want to have something stronger within you so that you're not overly identified with the fear. And even just basic deep breathing patterns, having some sort of daily spiritual practice, having some sort of way to connect to nature you know, just anything that really regulates your nervous system. So that's the only thing I would add on top of that, you know, is that I think we as human beings, it's natural and normal to feel fear. And if we deny that we don't feel fear, I I would question a lot of people who say that, but we can develop agency over our fear and we don't do not have to be controlled by it yeah yeah a couple of things in that as well so that's why the matrix really resides on this fear frequency the doom and gloom fear frequency that's why also what we see with all covid what's happening in the world a lot of people are in fear and you know uh, and hence actually feed these entities that's how the matrix contains itself in the frequency prison having said that i want to add to what you just said as well you know 
And it's, again, this is just an overview view we're giving here of a highly deep, complex topic, which can be easily oversimplified. I've seen it already, all kinds of distortions, right? Yeah. Again, to more, for more of that, go to my website. And a matter of fact, we also address this in our uh, uh, online course, Time of Transition, about its solar awakening, where we go deep on this topic in a more practical manner, in a holistic, integral way, and showing also a lot of uh, practices and solutions and practices how to deal with it mm -hmm. um, from a very grounded perspective because it entails also psychological and spiritual inner work. But when people first hear it, then they right away think, oh, I shouldn't feel any excited fear. It's bad. I don't, you know. No, this is not how it works, right? Like you just said, there's a huge difference when we allow ourselves to feel feelings in a process, like being consciously aware of what's happening mm -hmm. because the worst thing you can do is suppress emotions and push them in the unconscious and disassociate and disassociate because that's what these forces then tag into as well they tag into anything you have suppressed any traumas shadow aspects blind spots wounds weaknesses right mm -hmm. so suppressing these emotions uh, out of fear not to f uh, give them food to these entities is 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 a false uh strategy basically yeah right? i would uh The, the the way these entities feed off of if we just mechanically engage in it, project externally, right? Get overtaken by our emotions and all of that. But if you really process and feel into it, you know, in in a in a in a psychological or spiritual process within yourself, and especially connect also in, with your intention to the divine, then you don't feed anything. You process it. You transmute it into higher. And a higher frequency, right? It's mm -hmm. a frequency game. So the new age, for example, has distorted this topic uh, completely by like, oh, let's not look at the dark. Let's not feel any negativity. Just be high and, and smile and positive. And that's not how, that's, that's actually how the matrix keeps itself intact. And I would even argue that the whole new age idea of, of this corrupted spirituality has been inspired and influenced by these occult forces mm -hmm. to begin with, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's important to allow yourself to feel all feelings. Do not suppress them, right? But what's happening, as we saw, for example, you know, clearly in this uh, Travis Scott incident, a lot of panic, panic, anxiety, people dying. So they literally opened a portal for all these entities, forces to come in. And it was a luge fest. It was a feeding feast there. And okay. also feeding, you know, whatever has taken over uh, Travis Scott was feeding through him. Can you define as well luge because i know you've obviously like people who know your work know that term but luge, i just want to yeah define luge, it for I, i didn't uh coin that that's uh monroe michael monroe i think for, for robert monroe robert monroe i think yes yeah, he, he wrote he the book the it. journey of souls yeah, right he, he interesting that, yeah yeah uh, i read his books luge um if i remember correctly meaning basically all the fre frequency that is emitted from us uh, as rudolf the, steiner talked the about the negative they feed off of that negative energy right. so you know and that's why you know i, I also think that just from my own personal experience, like basically uh, let me break it down also in a Jungian perspective is that like, once we begin to kind of open up the channels to realms beyond the physical into higher realms, we enter into these like archetypal realms what was what Jung would call them. But these realms basically hold a myriad of beings, just as many as are on the earth plane, basically. And we, have to have some level of discernment to choose what to align ourselves with. So if we're a really open person, you know, like a lot of these people who say they're channeling, et cetera, it's like, oh, what, yeah. who are you channeling? What are it's you a channeling? It's can of worms though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean is because I've noticed for myself through my own meditation practice, if you're engaged in a consistent spiritual practice, Maybe it's just my, my experience because I do have a 12th house north node, but 
I have become more sensitive to these kind of energies in these realms. And it's been very, it's, it's, it's actually been a bit of a awakening to realize that, that there are constantly non-physical beings that influence us and can act through us. If we're not, if we're not, if our ego strength and our own strength of our soul isn't strong enough to direct the energy. So we have to be really mindful and, you know, and there's a lot of, I think, people out in the spiritual community who talk about like, oh, I'm channeling this being. It's like, what being are you channeling and where is it coming from? So there's all sorts of ways that I think we're just kind of like in kindergarten as a collective, kind of navigating the psychic realms with no discernment. And the real discernment to have is to understand these hostile, these forces which are hostile to humanity, which will often also disguise themselves as yes. being as as beings of light, you know, yeah, and just being aware of that and what what gets in the way with that well, or what aligns us with these hostile beings is really basically our own narcissistic, selfish, self interested side, our own evil side. You know, yeah. that's why it is important to do shadow work and do shadow integration so that you have more conscious agency over what you're acting now and you're not just playing out these subconscious scripts all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I want to add on that. You made a very good point because these entities, these forces don't work all always so evil and obvious in a demonic way as we saw in the concert, but most often in more subtle ways. Yes. Via, the, you know, as it said, the devil most often is, is uh, or Satan most often is, appears as an angel of light. Sri Aurobindo talked about these forces can take on all kinds of appearances that appeal to your um, in own ego. belief system to your ego to your self-importance that's how you, people are being tempted mm-hmm. right you see a lot of people in the spiritual community uh, this whole channel uh, community is, it feeds a self-importance and all of that mm. and you know and truth is, is very most often mixed with lies so it's not that obvious it's not like a Hollywood demonic no. slayer movie <laughs> like the exorcist you <laughs> right? mean yeah, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. not like that that can happen as well but it, it is not always like this it's more subtle especially nowadays they can uh, easily tempt us off the wrong path yeah um, and hence um the inner work is important because we will talk about this more they can only get to us where they have certain entry points yes but before we dive into it, i want to also share another quote um that uh relates to what um Rudolf steiner said about how these uh forces operate and feed off of our luge and that's from the mother sri Aurobindo's partner okay Okay, so she says, there are entities, beings, wills, various kinds of individualities in the world who have all kinds of intentions and make use of every opportunity either to amuse themselves if they are smart beings or small to, beings. if they are small beings like trickster energy or to do harm and create disorder if they are beings with a greater capacity. And the latter have a very considerable power of penetration and suggestion. And wherever there is the least opening, the least affinity, they rush in, for it is a game which delights them. Besides, they are very thirsty or hungry for certain human vital vibrations, which for them are a rare dish that they love to feed upon. And so their game lies in exciting pernicious movements in man, so that man may emanate these forces and they be able to feed on them just as they please." All movements of anger, violence, passion, desire, all these things which make you abruptly throw off certain energies from yourself, project them from yourself, Mm -hmm. are exactly what these entities of the vital world like best. For, as I said, they enjoy them as a sumptuous dish." 
Now, their tactics are simple. They send you a little suggestion, a little impulse, a small vibration which enters deep into you and through contagion and sympathy aligns, awakens in you the vibration necessary to make you throw off the force they want to absorb. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. Like a little thought form can enter us and tag into our blind spot, makes us take an action. So for example... This is how I notice it. It works works through shadow material often. You know, there's a lot. I'll just give an example, actually tying in, um, tying into kind of the, the, what we talked about in the first topic is like, there's a lot of people who just smear us, like their lives are built off of smearing us, you know, and I would love to just go (laughs) off on them and notice all the things, you know, there's a part of me, there's, that's the suggestion, right? Mm -hmm. That's the louche fest. So if I respond with the same evil, with the same kind of nature that I'm being attacked with, I enter the game and then all of a sudden my energy is being drained and I'm being dragged into a part of my own lower nature, which is not in service to my own intention in life, which is to bring healing and, and, and love to, to, to the, my relationships and the people around me um, and make them laugh with funny memes too. But what I'm trying to say is that we have to, this is, this is where that level of consciousness needs to come in. And you have to have a certain level of both, I think, stillness of mind, stillness of body and discernment, like discern, like I'm a very creative person. I can tap into imaginative realms very easily, but I have to be very careful which frequencies I decide to bring out into the world, you know, and yeah. which, which, which thought forms I decide to act on. Because I also noticed too, by the way, is that, you know, so if I were to act on these kind of shadowy parts of my nature and just kind of go off on all these people who write these articles and whatever about us, then then I would also create a louche fest around yeah. me of people who also have shadow projections towards this person. And I'm not saying that's always the case. Sometimes I actually like post like a funny meme and then I see people going off and their own kind of projections. It's not always the case that it's coming like if if people engage in shadow projections with us and it's coming from our shadow projections. It's not that simple. But what I'm saying, we have to have some consciousness around what we act on and what little energies we act on. Yeah. Well, that ties into us understanding. You have to understand, again, when we deal with this topic, um, there's a saying, knowledge protects ignorance and dangers. So before you can really protect yourself, you have to have good understanding of this topic. And as I said before, there are many misconceptions, oversimplifications. People haven't really studied this topic in depth or they, the most common trap is blaming entities, right? Which, which I'll get into all of that, falling the victim blame trap and all of that and understanding the bigger teaching function. They have actually in light of the evolution of consciousness, right? Hmm. And they can be utilized as te- quote unquote teachers, as many as the have uh, talked about. But the key point is also um, to understand Again, that these forces need an entry point within ourselves where they can only come in through the yeah, suggestion. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So the entry point relates to anything that is unconscious within yourself. It can be your shadow aspect, it can be trauma, wounds, childhood wounds, uh, past life stuff, whatever it may just ego, your own ego, where they tag into. Your right? narcissism. Narcissism, your self-importance, all of that more through temptations. Money, money, know. sex, fame. Money, sex, power. These are the three things they target. They have hijacked in this planet. And this is a whole topic in itself, right? 
Um, it's not about denying money, denying sex or power, but bringing it back under the guidance, under the surrender of the divine, right? Yeah, Away yeah. from the hostile forces. And but that's how the devil, quote unquote, operates. Hmm. It's mostly tempt temptation via money, sex and power, which doesn't, many people have then, especially in relig distorted dogmatic religions or the aesthetics have then corrupt this idea and then demonized money, sex and power and then, you know, yeah. denying the physical world and all of that. That's not the way out either. No, no, no. But I think that if you're driven by those goals, it is a moment to check yourself because yeah. those are that, you know, in my opinion, that's the number one way they will try and tempt you. And I have been tempted actually several times. Even last year, I talked about another podcast, like being offered publishing deal from someone who basically thought I was a conspiracy theorist after they checked out my work more in depth. And they were like, oh, you know, I don't agree with you about this and already asking me to change my writing in yeah, order to appeal exactly. to whatever projections they had of me. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no. So we have, and that's, that's that dangling carrot, you know, and you see it all the time, actually in Hollywood, anyone who's ever spent time in the entertainment industry is like, I've watched people sell their essence for money, for yeah. more fame, for more power. I've watched it happen so many times that, and it's disturbed me every time. It's just, it's, it really has to watch people kind of lose their soul over time because they've put something before it. So if you say that you're willing to put um, fame before, you know, your own integrity and, and and what's best for you, then you can be convinced to do a lot of awful yeah. things. So yeah. that's kind of how it works is like people, I mean, I, I do think there, that there's straight up rituals that go on for sure in the entertainment industry, but I'm also pointing out that it happens in more subtle ways. Yeah. We can sign a contract with a publishing company, in this case, example that they gave you, that ties you into a trap of agreement with that soul. Yeah. And then therefore, like you lose a part of your essence. Like if I have if I agree to a publishing deal that says you can't say this, this, and this and this, or talk about this, this, and this, I'm selling my own authenticity and my own yes. authentic expression to them. And I'm not willing to do that. I can't I can't well, even do that at that point. Uh, Exactly. It's a classical pact with the devil. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and more contemporary right now, people are getting all kinds of trap of agreements. That's an occult law. By the way, um, almost forgot I mentioned before what you mentioned before with like all the haters, whatever, people <laughs> slandering us and, and, and writing smear articles, whatever. Like we're used to it at this point. Yeah. It, we're way over the target, seems to do, we're doing something right. Mm. And all the projections we get, there's always, like you said, the temptations to engage and get back, mm -hmm. defend, attack. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand the occult law of rebound, which I've talked about in depth. You have to understand occult laws, also um, uh, divine laws, basically. Um, uh, Dion Fortune talked about this about in her classical book, Psychic Self-Defense from the 19th century. You know, when you're under attack, you know, do not, uh, you know, respond in like, uh, neither attack nor defense, stay grounded in zero point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And grounded zero point is checked out, is fully embodied, you know, in yourself, calling in the, the divine force or grounded in your essence, your soul, and not given to the temptation of just wanting to retaliate or say something or not. That's how we actually counteract. It doesn't mean non-action attempts to put up with abuse. That's that's not what we're saying here. Boundaries need to be made. Boundaries are actually very important, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But not get yourself onto that same level, yeah. what they want to drag you into. And it becomes just a shadow projection game of just like, you know, uh, uh, just a, a louche fest, exactly, which then these forces feed off of because how they operate is also divide and conquer. They feed off of interpersonal fight, you know, fighting and all of that. And people that are just playing out the victim perpetrator game and all of that yeah. and the uh, created luge 
this frequency luge is what these forces feed upon. They want you to engage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And I mean, you can't like, it's also about piercing through the layers of the person, the persona, the ego is that, you know, everyone has a persona, a personality, an ego that they interface with the world with, right? And then behind that is the soul and the energies that may be, you know, you can call them spirit guides. I mean, there's positive and negative spirit guides. So, you know, when you realize that you're dealing with a demonic energy in someone else, you have to, like, you know, you have to witness exactly what is working through them and respond right. to that right you know that's the thing so and 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 also it does take a certain amount of spiritual strength because this is a really you know this 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 kind of face interfacing with this kind of energy can create fear in you or attempt to create fear and remember they're always trying to kind of create that reaction in you you know so you really have to have a certain amount of emotional intelligence and ability to stay centered in order to not respond on that because it will start to stir these little emotions in you you know and we have to be able to have the consciousness to choose be like oh i feel a little bit angry i feel a little bit anxious you know, and then choose the right course of action. And that to me is this real spiritual warriorship, which you're being called to do right now is that we are in a, in a, in a, in a battle. I would, I mean, we're in a, we're in war, a war. Yeah. yeah. Rather than a w- contained of several battles. You and know? it's really a war for your soul. Yeah. And we have to, and exactly. So you kind of have to be like a bit like a martial artist and like, you know, know, know when to say no, know when to put up your sword and then also know when to walk away, which is a lot of the instances. Mm. It's to One thing that also came to me, you talked about the importance of discernment, mm-hmm. right? Which is true, but you have to have a certain level of embodiment being, and I've done quite a lot of self-work already, the great work, to have that true discernment, which also tries into true intuition. Yeah. Because a lot of people like claim they have discernment, uh, but it's still their own coming from their own projections mm-hmm. or triggers, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you to really, like you said, read another person what's coming through, you have to really be know your own stuff, know be yourself. aware of your know yourself, your own shadow, your own potential triggers, what may trigger you in the other person. Yeah. So you don't mistake your own shadow material what you project another person for like maybe an entity coming through. Oh yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. one. Totally. Right? Exactly. Which also ties into the idea, for example, resonance. You know, there's a saying, oh take what resonates and leave the rest. I've talked about this many times or written article. This is there's truth to it, but it's one of the most abused saying because people resonate with their bias, their emotional projections, what mm-hmm. they makes them feel good or what what they, what repels them. And you can literally, you know, if you haven't done an, an a significant amount of inner work and connected to your true soul being, you can literally quote resonate with lies and throw away the truth. Yeah, and I think on a basic psychological perspective, you know, it is really important to understand the core wounds that you have from your early childhood, at least in this lifetime. Like at least start there. Because what I've noticed is this is how this is kind of how I can tell. So, you know, uh, the other day, for example, some woman like yelled at us for having our dog off leash. Like we have our dog very well trained. He goes off leash and she went just nuts on our dog. Our dog is like the most happy, loving dog (laughs) in the world. Right. But the first question I have to ask myself is, 
is this taking into my own mommy and daddy stuff, you know, because that's, that's where, that's where they can kind of hook in a little bit if I, if, if it triggers that. And it wasn't in that moment actually, but I still felt fear because this random stranger was yelling at me. And then I realized she's actually trying, I was feeling really good before that. And she's trying to drag me down to her own level of despair and mm-hmm. understanding David Hawkins' frequency map, usually what I actually do when I'm confronted with someone like that angry is I go into freeze. And understanding my understanding the nervous system and trauma therapy is actually it was better for me to fight and just be like, no, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not going. What like why are you yelling at me? And just kind of put up that boundary, you know. So we have to know ourselves really well because if she were to tag in to my own mommy or daddy stuff, which she wasn't in that moment, then it would be very easy to for me to go into a shadow projection towards her. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have to know our core kind of uh, wounds, basically. You know, I wouldn't even call them wounds. They're just kind of like vulnerable places within ourselves where people tag into, right? And and it can be anyone. So, you know, if you're, and, and I would say from a basic Jungian perspective to understanding how you interface with both men and women and where the where where your preconceptions on men and women come for, come from so if you've had you know a, a childhood where you had trauma from one or both parents you need to really understand how that affects you and how that affects your nervous system and how that affects your relationships and how that affects your projections in order to develop that discernment. And that really takes humility. It takes deep, sincere inner work, you know, and that's a continuous ongoing process because you are here and you chose those parents to actually heal those issues as well. So you don't want to go into this victim blame thing as well, but you just want to understand your own psyche basically. Yeah. And speaking of discernment uh, and again, um, you know, adding to what you just said regarding to this topic of all topics and interferences, attachment and possession. I'd have seen worked with this for men for over a decade with many, many people. And some, you know, it takes a high level of being and awareness sensitivity to really know what kind of entities coming in or where they're tagging into. And I've seen so many people, oh, I have 10 entity attachments, 15, 12. Like, I don't even know where to get these numbers. But mostly people are in this paranoid state, not understanding this topic and definitely, and especially have not done any basic, what I so call basic grounded, foundational, sincere inner work, basic shadow work, psychological yeah. work, childhood work, trauma work. And they mistake their own triggers and trauma responses for entities. Exactly. Right. And exactly. that's that's I see this a lot. And then they go trying to go to some question of healers. Oh, can you remove this entity remove entity removal here and there? It's highly questionable. And I can tell you right away, for the most part, these are maybe placebo effects and whatnot. You can remove entities all day long, do all the clearing you want. They will come back tenfold, tenfold if you have not cleared the entry point. Mm-hmm. Right, and mm-hmm. that's if you study all in depth the esoteric traditions. I'm not talking about New Age stuff. I'm not talking about channel material, but truly the the deep esoteric, you know, masters who really also talk about these occult hostile forces, as Sri Aurobindo talked about them. They all unitarily say that they have a teaching function. They can only get to something where they tag into within you and respond to. That's the entry point which we talked about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I want to add to that real quick again the quote from the mother, Sri Aurobindo's partner from the collected works of the mother. She says, attacks from adverse occult forces are inevitable. 
You have to take them as tests on your way and go courageously through the ordeal. The struggle may be hard, but when you come out of it, you have gained something. You have advanced a stop. There's even a necessity for the existence of the hostile forces. They make your determination stronger, your aspiration clearer. It is true, however, that they exist because you gave them a reason to exist. So long as there is something in, in you which answers to them, their intervention is perfectly legitimate. If nothing in you responded, if they had no hold upon any part of your nature, they would retire and leave you. So mm. that's in light of the evolution of conscience, the bigger picture. You have to understand the teaching function of this force, even the teaching function of evil, because it can only get to you again, whether you have your own weaknesses, your blind spots, your shadow aspects, whatever may be, and they highlight it. You know, it's like they're putting fuel onto the fire. Exactly. So if you can utilize this, uh, um, as my colleague and friend Tom Montag said, you can utilize them as teachers, right? Because whatever is even in, in more intense uh, a reaction, that's where they come in and feed upon that, right? So the way out is not blaming entities, trying to remove them or blame anyone. It's like, what is within? what is it within me that is responding to them? So that takes a high level of self-responsibility. Yes, right? high, yes. A very high level and sincerity in the work, which... For example, again, what we do in our course, uh, ongoing course, Time of Transition, but it's all awakening, where we fuse, we combine the necessary psychological, somatic psychological work, because it needs to happen through the body, not the talk therapy, in combined with occult esoteric work to bring these two areas together to really clear these entry points and cut off the food source for these yeah, beings. Yeah, and, and I teach people, because... If for anyone who's a Pluto and Scorpio generation, you know, in evolutionary astrology, I wouldn't even say Pluto and people with strong eighth house placements, twelfth house placements, but it's been said by um, in evolutionary astrology, people in the Pluto or Scorpio generation specifically have had many lifetimes dabbling in magic and the occult. Mm -hmm. So you could have contracts that's true going back yeah. lifetimes exactly. that begin to replay in this lifetime through different people you meet situations you end up in you know so this can go this can go really this can go really deep and it's really important to on a basic level that we understand our nervous system understand basic trauma you know therapy um and how to self-regulate ourselves because i have to say a lot of the times in the past where i thought i was quote unquote getting psychic attacked I was just extremely dysregulated in my own nervous system and I didn't actually understand how trauma got stored in the body. So that's 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 a really important thing to understand is that when we have this exaggerated fear response, I I still have them. I still have like kind of PTSD type symptoms in ways that are not rational, you know, in situations that are not rational. So we have to have this understanding and connection with our own nervous system and have that kind of relationship in order to first even enter into this level yes. of discernment. Because there's a lot of times I, I, a lot of people email us, you know, in panic and fear, especially you being like, I have these 12 reptilian entities from this place or whatever, you know, and you can just tell they're panicked, you know, and I'm not saying it's a, the, the case is true or not. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not someone who, who, who works really specifically in that field, but as long as you're in an intense fear reaction, it, it, it is possible and, and that you could just be having a trauma response. And it is also, also possible that you could, you know, these beings are tagging into your trauma as well. So, you know, it is, it is, 
it is this, this, this certain sense of self-responsibility and self-awareness that's key. And even if it is a psychic attack, and even if it is some sort of being, it is still your responsibility to have the level of consciousness to deal with it in a way that it doesn't cause damage to your life. So I yes. can't say that, like, you know, if, 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 some, if some shadowy part of my own nature takes over me and I go off on someone I love, you know, that, oh, that's just this entity that I have or whatever. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I have to take responsibility for yeah. that. You know, I take responsibility for my actions. And I really think this is the level of shamanic spiritual strength that this true awakening is demanding of us is yeah. we have to be able, you know, people talk about, I mean, your website is called piercing the veil of reality. Do you know what it is really like to pierce beyond the veil of reality? Because you would not like what you see behind, mm. behind a lot of the people that you see in your everyday life mm. and what is really driving them. And that is why this compassion, this heart centered consciousness is so key because psychologically it is very hard to bear to witness the level of evil that we're being confronted with in the world. And it, and I'm sorry to say, but I have a feeling it's going to get way worse. Yeah, And we're going to have to real, really have our hearts wide open and our eyes wide open in order to battle these forces. Because, like, hold on to your hats, you know, because this is, we're only just getting started. So, yeah. And adding to this, you might not only like see what you see behind other people's masks and be in, in their persona, but even within yourself. The yes. lies you tell us, your own pathologies you have normalized, right? Your passions, desires, you know, the whole idea of sexuality has all kinds of pathologies have become normalized. You know, what we see as the distortion of beauty with all the, um, you know, uh, cosmetic surgeries. Every, I lost count of many women have Botox and, and, and lip, uh, I don't even know, what do you call it? Injections, you know what I mean? Yes. This distorted stand of beauty, which also, this is pathology normalized. That's how these forces create reality through us. This is the how you have to understand. This is the war of consciousness, a war over your soul, and the war is through you. They're trying to dis create their desired reality through human beings, which yes. they use as hosts, as, as hosts yes. by interference or complete demonic possession. It ties into the jab. I've talked about this. The jab removes more and more the soul from the body. So these so these entities, these forces have a better opportunity to use exactly. human bodies as incarnational opportunities and completely possess them, take them over. Even on a 3D level, people focus on the psychopaths like Gates, Fauci, Trudeau, Schwab, Biden, Pelosi, all of these, they are just uh, puppets on the, of these forces, right? So the more you project your hate, your anger onto these puppets, that's what these entities feed off of coming through, uh, working through these individuals. No difference than remember Star Wars, the emperor, you know, emperor. I wanted to get Luke Skywalker to get angry at him. You know, it was feeding off that anger projected towards him, right? Whatever was working through it. Because mm -hmm. you can kill all the psychopaths in the world right now. These entities do not care. They just choose another host. So there needs to be a different out, way out. It's, it's really in the way out, as Sri Yabuna said, is embodying the divine. Yes. And we're going to dive deeper also more on that. Nearing the first hour, it's really... You know, we really just touched the surface. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to dive deeper into that in the second hour. Yeah. But again, you know what what we have going with uh, what we are offering right now again goes back to uh, the course a time of transition embodied soul awakening which we have an enrollment going right now for the January 3rd around for 12 weeks where we go into these topics in an integral holistic approach in a very grounded manner and bringing in topics many people are, don't bring in uh, but we give the right tools and 
the grounded knowledge and wisdom you can use and apply to navigate these times we're in right now. Because what we need to understand is we need to have a holistic integral approach, not just focusing on one thing or the other, but this holistic approach of inner and outer work. Yeah. And uh, did yeah, you want to add something? And, yeah, yeah. And the main thing is like, you know, when they're trying to extract the soul from humanity, the key is, is to embody your soul, you know, like, mm. and that begins with but the awareness of the body, with doing the spiritual inner work to clear everything out of the way. You know, there's a light in your heart that connects directly to the divine. And that's the source of creativity. It's a source of energy. It's a source of love. And that's what we need to open ourselves up to, you know, and, and there's, and there's a, there's a, there's a, when, when, when there's a great awakening happening, I hate to use those terms because of, because of the correlations and the articles written about that term, but there is, and however that much darkness, there's also that much light, which can be anchored as well. So we have to take this opportunity and really be sincere and be the spiritual warriors that we are, because I mean, the, we we are truly the ones we've been waiting for. And it's crazy times, you know, but humanity is standing up. And I really have faith that's, that we're making a big shift here. Exactly. And the solution, again, is soul embodiment. That's really what the great work is about. That's what we're here for during this time of transition. That's how we defeat the anti-divine forces, create a new timeline. And, and the process of embodiment, embodiment doesn't mean just to be in touch with your body. The root word, again, is soul integration, soul individualization, to make your personality a, a pure expression of your soul being. Uh, and um you know, really anchor the soul and the divine within because that's their agenda. You see it with the COVID jab, with AI transhumanism. From an occult matrix perspective, the end game is trying to dislodge the soul and spirit from their body so they can use human vessels as incarnational opportunities to create their reality through us, which we already see is happening, right? It is already happening uh, via interferences, possession, you know, and, and all kinds of interferences. So the way out is the great work, which then will create a new timeline and really, you know, surrender to the divine. Um, so if you feel called to do this work with us, you know, and really have a more comprehensive overview with a lot of practical insights and tools and exercises, where we combine all these uh, topics, uh, then join our next round of our Time of Transition Embodied Soul Awakening group coaching program, which is limited to 40 people. It starts uh, next round, January 3rd. And uh, go to my website under courses and uh, you can apply there because it is by application only. I also offer actually an um, eight-hour webinar on this topic as well, but that webinar, eight-hour webinar, is included as a bonus if you uh, join our coaching program. And again, we dive deep into this topic right now in the second hour. If you're not a member that for that, for just the second hour, feel free to sign up on my website as well and support our work. With that being said, see you all in the second hour. Thank you.